This is the Game of Codes on the Raw. It's Australia's biggest sporting debate. And we've got a huge World Cup qualifier for the Socceroos taking place overnight tonight, Jeffers, against Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big game. The Socceroos' last qualifier until March next year as well, so they'd like to finish the year off on a high note. And uh, to preview this big clash, we've got Raw football expert Matthew Glear on the line. How are you going? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, no problem at all, mate. So talk about this game for us. How do you see it playing out? Yeah, I think... Uh... I think we've made a great start to the um, the qualifying campaign in terms of results. Um, obviously, uh, you know you're always looking for for ways of improving, uh, and I, I, I think we've seen a, a solid progression uh, with with each passing game, particularly in our uh, offensive patterns and and the way we sort of break down these the pack defences we're sort of facing. I think Jordan's obviously probably one of the tougher. Uh, teams that that, that would come up against in, in this group, so uh, it, it it'll be a, a, a tougher game, particularly more tougher than um, the, the Chinese Taipei game and um, the, the Nepal game that we played in the last round of qualifiers. But uh, no reason to um, expect anything other than uh, a, a win for the Socceroos. They'd certainly go in as favourites. I mean, one thing they will be concerned about is that Jordan has been a real bogey team for the Socceroos. They've beaten us in the last two World Cup qualifying campaigns at home. Obviously, beat Australia in in the Asian Cup earlier this year, um, and have won three of the last five meetings between the two. So, it it's a team that has success against the Socceroos, which. I suppose it could work either way. It could make the side a bit nervous. It could lead to another defeat, or it could uh, it could ensure that they take it as rightly they should as, as the toughest game they're going to play, at least in this phase of World Cup qualifying. Um, I agree with you, Matt, in that the the offensive signs we've seen from the Socceroos have been getting better over the over the course of the three games so far. I mean, 15 goals in, in three outings is, is pretty solid stuff, and it, it hasn't just been coming from the set piece, which was such a criticism of the side beforehand. Um, mm. I, I suppose one concern around that, though, is that you know, Matt, Matt Leckie uh, won't be playing in this game. He's stayed in Germany to be with the birth of his son. So that takes a r- away one of the Socceroos' real, real weapons um, and, of course, scored a couple of goals against Kuwait early on. So so how they how they mitigate that loss is is going to be a crucial factor, but they should still be absolutely confident of getting a result in this one. Um, and, and if they do, that's that's pretty much you know everything they need to do to make sure they they progress to the next round. It could be a bit of a banana peel of a game, but the Socceroos should still be confident. Yeah, and I think you know um, obviously Leckie's a big loss, but we we get to see um, Martin Ball back in the team. Yeah. I think you know he made a, a pretty strong impression in his first couple of appearances. Um, Tom Rogic is back in the team. Obviously, he's he's encountering uh, he's encountered a bit of a tough time at Celtic. Obviously, missing out on uh, Europa League squad selection. So I'm uh, not quite sure what's happening with his club career. But I guess he'll see this Socceroos um, this soccer this Socceroos game as a really good chance to um, you know uh, prove his worth. I guess. At a, at a club level, but also, you know, for, for Arnold and, and the Socceroos, I think it's his first international since since Jan or, yep. or so. Um, so, you know, excited to, to see him back in, in the green and gold and hopefully he can he can also help out uh, in terms of breaking down, you know. Uh, Jordan will probably be more adventurous than the last couple of teams we played, but I think they'll certainly still look to, to catch us on the break, which is which is how they've had most of their success against us in, in previous games. Um, I think it's more about 
can can we get some scoreboard pressure on them early and, and force them to come out and play a bit? And, and if we can do that, uh, I think we can we can come away with a, a convincing win. I mean, it's always the key for the Socceroos in these Asian qualifiers is hitting the scoreboard early, um, particularly given way given the way other teams set up against them. Um, getting that early pressure is so important. One thing One they minute. will need to do on the other end end of the field. Um, I suppose there's been some concerns around their defence from set pieces and defending wide ball as well. They've given up a few opportunities from the set piece. Uh, the goal they conceded against Chinese Taipei was from a, a very good early cross. So, And it's a bit of a bizarre kind of dichotomy that you're having a team which has relied so much on the set piece for attacking opportunities to be vulnerable there defensively. But um, it was where Jordan scored their one goal in the Asian Cup um, earlier this year. That came from a corner. So the Socceroos have to tighten up on that front. I think if they do, though, they, they should know that they've got the quality on both ends of the field um, to, to finish this one with a win. 14 seconds left. Give me your score and prediction. Oh, uh, I don't think it'll be as, uh, as convincing as the last couple of wins, but I'll go for a 3-1 win. I'll go 1-0. Tight one. Sounds good. All right, this is the Game of Codes on the War. It's Australia's biggest sporting debate. Turning our football focus to a domestic competition now. It's the A-League, of course. We've got a huge rivalry this weekend with Sydney FC taking on Melbourne Victory. Bit of an interesting build this one. Uh, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, look, I think, well, A, it's inter- it's, uh, I think I wrote on the on the website today that, you know, it's, it's disappointing that we have to talk about this game during an international break because, um, you know, Victory are going to be without five of of their best players, uh, and that's going to hurt what what's already an injury hit squad. Um, you know, it's just another example of the A League uh, putting putting this in, in incessant need to, uh, I guess, pander to the mainstream and and try and play its competition during the off season of other competitions instead of just uh, starting you know as early as it can and spacing out the game so that you don't have to play during international breaks. And it's a shame because, you know, the big blues are marquee match. It's the sort of match where you need to have a bumper crowd of 10. Uh, and, and to have a, a weakened victory team is only going to hurt, you know, the, the interest in, in the game itself. Um, and, and having said that, I think it makes Sydney even stronger favourites than they would have been against the victory uh, full-team squad, given the way victory are playing at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can't see it going too well. For victory, uh, especially with Sydney, you know, getting a few of their Socceroos back um, in time for the game. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it, it's just disappointing to to come into a match like this when the A League needs all the marquee sort of games it can get, and see one team so significantly weakened by circumstances which really should just be avoidable. Hundred percent agree. It is. It is a real shame, and unfortunately, it's not rare to see the A League shoot itself in the foot. Um, but this is this is another occasion of them doing just that, I suppose. Look, from a purely footballing point of view, I mean, the Victory have not had a good season so far. They've been hurt by injuries, as as you said, Matt, um, Andrew Naboo, Robbie Cruz, in particular and they're not going to be part of this game. When you add to that the guys unavailable due to due to international selection, I, I'm shocked if they get within two goals in this game, to be honest. I think Sydney have been playing that well, and yes, they're coming off the bye, so the, the continuity might not necessarily be there for the Sky Blues, um, but they've been pretty dominant, at least in terms of... Um, 
possessing the ball in terms of territory, in terms of racking up shots on target. It didn't pay off against Western Sydney. It sure as hell did the following week against Newcastle. Um, their attack's been very good this year, and I think they're going to going to expose Melbourne, to be honest. Um, and, what, they're 3-1 and one so far this year, haven't had a draw. I, I'd expect that to, to go to 4-1 and one pretty comfortably. The, the only thing that I would say is that Sydney's defence hasn't been great so far. They're yet to keep a clean sheet. Um, conceded a couple against Adelaide. I think there's a, a good note in commentary in that Newcastle game, um, which was Sydney conceded two goals from headers in the entire 2018-19 season. They've already conceded that many this year. So maybe there is a bit of an avenue there for, for victory if they want to sit back, hit on the counter-attack, maybe expose them on a set piece at the other end of the field. But it, it certainly is a game in which Sydney will enter as heavy, heavy favourites. Yeah, uh, I think that might be maybe victory's only real hope. Uh, uh, well, having said that, I guess victory's uh, probably doesn't have the defence at the moment to, to try yeah. and withstand uh, Sydney's attack. And, and, and with a guy like Toivin and up front, they're probably their best chance is to try and get at, at Sydney's defence and, and try and uh, pick whatever frailties out that, that there are there. The, the problem is it's just at full strength, they haven't looked great, particularly in midfield. Bash has probably been the pick of their international signings. Um, they really need to guys like Paulson to, to stand up this weekend and, and show prove his worth to the, to the club and to the competition. So, um, look, obviously any big blue still still carries a bit of intrigue, and, and now the question is how can Victory cope with the circumstances they're sort of dealt. Um, but, yeah, it's, a, it's certainly going to be a very tough road for them to... to get a positive result. I mean, if I'm Marco Kurtz, I'm using that as the perfect bit of motivation. You know, the classic kind of backs against the wall scenario where no one's expecting victory to get much out of this game. I'd be surprised if too many victory fans do make the trip up um, because, geez, it's a lot of money and, and time to invest in a game which looks a bit of a forlorn hope. But it, it is the kind of scenario which would lend itself to a classic underdog kind of victory and yeah so I, I suppose while well, I will go right ahead and write, write off their chances um, they could very well sneak a surprise draw or even a win in this one all they right, can but, take us if they do yeah that's it alright that's all we've got time for on the A-League Matthew Galea football expert at theraw.com.au thanks for joining us on the Game of Codes thanks guys on the Raw Game of Codes Australia's biggest sporting debate